0: Thank you. listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry podcast a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County Florida here at SRSM we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus visit our website at sevenrivers.org/students If you don't have a Bible yet, um, we should have some up here, so please grab yourself one. If you have yours, perfect time to bring it out. Perfect. Thank you, Mikey, for passing those out. All right, I'm Maddie, in case you forgot. It's good to see you all here. Um, how have you guys been doing? How have you been doing on your reading plans? Has anyone read their Bibles at home or followed the plan at all? Good, love it. Nice, i like to see it. I've missed a few days, so it's okay, I understand if you miss them too. Um, where are my pumpkin patch girls at? I think a lot of them are up here. Love it. We had so much fun. Um, We went to (laughs) the pumpkin patch this weekend. Um, We got to see some animals. There was a pig race. We got to carve some pumpkins. Um, But one of my favorite parts was when we were singing on the bus, and Stephanie, who's right here, she was on Ox. We love Stephanie. You guys don't know her. She's one of our high school leaders. And uh, she played us some Disney songs. And so we got to sing a lot of different songs. Um, We got to sing from Beauty and the Beast. A classic movie have you guys seen Beauty and the Beast raise your hand if you've seen it
1: yeah okay
0: the the right here. because I'm gonna be talking about Beauty and the Beast a lot tonight so I was really <laughs> praying that you guys would know about it but um, all right let me run you through a little bit just a refresher about the story of Beauty and the Beast so in the beginning of the story there's this old scary looking woman she shows up to this castle in the middle of the night where she meets a prince. And she asks him if she can stay the night to escape the cold, the snowy cold that's outside. But the prince, he's really selfish and he doesn't share a single room in this whole castle that he has. And he turns her away. So she places a curse on him and turns him into a beast. And the curse is that he will remain a beast forever unless he experiences true love before time runs out or before the last petal falls off of this rose because for some reason, the rose is the timer. So um, this woman, Belle, ends up going to the castle. She meets the beast. Um, She just shows up at his door and meets him trying to save her dad because he got stranded there somehow. And they start spending a lot of time together, but the beast does not like her. He's not kind to her. He's aggressive and he's mean. But the more time they spend together, Belle falls in love with him and his heart starts to soften. Also, I have to spoil a lot of this movie, so I hope they've already seen it. But spoiler alert if you haven't, the villagers, they find out about this, and they show up, and they kill the beast. Um, He gets hurt, and he dies. So he's lying there. This is towards the end of the movie. um, He's hopeless. He's completely dead. But because Belle says, I love you, before the last petal falls off the rose, she breaks the curse, and her love brings the beast back to life and turns him into a prince. When we watch this movie, when we talk about it, we probably associate ourselves with the good character, which is Belle. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Belle. I even had this red winter coat that she wears in the movie. It was so cute. Um, But I really wanted to be her. But when I think about it and I think about my life, I realize that I'm actually more like the Beast. And I have been the Beast. And each and every one of us has actually been the Beast. Because just like the Beast, We had a curse placed on us, but ours is a little different. We were cursed with being born into a broken world as sinful and selfish people. Just like the beast, we have been, or maybe you are, um, helpless, angry, and dead. But I don't mean physically dead, I mean spiritually dead. And being spiritually dead means that you're lifeless and unresponsive to God, um, to what God says is good. So your heart is hard towards him. Just like the beast, we can't change who we are. Just like how the beast couldn't turn himself back into the prince. He needed Belle, right? He needed love. So what do we do? And is there anything that we even can do? Because <laughs> um, the, the beast couldn't do anything to bring himself back to life um, when he was dead. But love could. Just like how we can't really do anything ourselves... To make ourselves spiritually alive, God can. And the Bible actually tells us what God can do when we're like the beast, when we're spiritually dead and helpless. So we're going to read what God has to say about that. Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians 2. We're going to read verses 1 to 10. It's in the New Testament, so it's towards the back. Maybe you can share it with a friend if they're having trouble finding it. But I'm going to read it for you right now. This is Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Love it. I love these verses. These are some of my favorite verses in the Bible because they're packed with so much action, and they take us through the gospel of receiving life in Jesus which is really important because Jesus is life. And if there's one thing that you hear me say tonight, if there's one thing you can remember, I just want you to know that Jesus is life. So if someone asks you when you get home, what did you do in student life? You can say, we played dead bodies and learned that Jesus is life. So that's the one thing. Um, And that's really, what's really interesting about these verses is that um, they were written by the Apostle Paul, and he wrote these when he was in prison, which is... Pretty amazing, because even in prison he's talking about how great God is and how much life he has in, in him. And he's saying this so that we know that even in prison he's alive and has life and wants us to understand how it's possible for us to receive life when we encounter Jesus. First, Paul is saying that we're dead. We're living a spiritually dead life. Just as we were talking about the beast being cursed, we were cursed with being spiritually dead and living apart from what God says is good. We can see this in little kids all of the time. Um, if you have brothers or sisters, or if you've ever had to babysit, you know that you don't need to teach kids to be selfish. Um, they already know how to do it. Our natural desires are to keep things for ourselves, to not share with others, and maybe your mom and dad, were always telling you to, to share with your siblings because naturally, we don't wanna to respond to situations by doing what God says is good. And it says it right here in the first three verses. So let's look at them. It says that we were dead in sin because we followed the course of the world and lived in the passions of our flesh. So this means doing what the world says is good and doing what we think will fulfill us. So the world says that it's good to put yourself first. And we fall for it because when we're spiritually dead, we will look for anything to Fill ourselves and try to make us feel alive. It could be, you could do this through material things like getting the newest iPhone or you can even do this through trying to be friends with the coolest people at school. But the problem with chasing these things is that they can never keep you fulfilled um, and they don't keep you filled with life. For me, I used to chase the feeling of getting perfect grades. I would stay up all hours of the night to make sure that I could get 100% just so I could have that feeling of being perfect just for a few seconds. But then after a few minutes, the feeling dies. It just fades away. And then I'm back to being empty again and working hard just so I can get the next grade just to feel that same thing. And then I'd lose the feeling and you just repeat it. And it's just this long cycle over and over again. So we all try to fill ourselves with all kinds of things Um, But we don't have the power to give ourselves life. But luckily, God does. So we are spiritually dead, but he can save us. Let's look at verses 4 to 9 to see what Paul says about God giving us a saved life. It says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love in which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and it is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. So, Paul is saying that God is the one that has the power to make you alive. There is nothing you can do, it's a gift from him that Jesus volunteered to take your place. And it really reminds me of The Hunger Games, one of my favorite movies, just like how Katniss's sister was chosen to uh, compete in The Hunger Games, a game that she would actually die in. And so her sister Katniss volunteers to take her place because she wants her to live and because she loves her. And God did that for us through Jesus because he loves us. Love also brought the beast back to life and transformed him From the beast into a prince and love gave him a different kind of life when God saves us and gives us life when we're dead he also gives us a different kind of life and that is a purposeful life so he fills us with life so that we don't have to chase the things of the world that don't fulfill us Um, so we don't have to live in our sin in our selfish ways that take life away from us and he actually has prepared good works for you um that are life-giving, and you just get to walk into doing them. It says it here in verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God works through us to do good things that he planned a long time ago that he wants to share with us, because he is completely whole. He's not missing anything or lacking anything like we are, but he's perfect in love. And he wants to give himself freely to us to share in that fullness. To see that doing what God says is good is actually what's life-giving. And what what you say to God, and when you say, you know, I want to give up my life to spread your love. Um, I want you to do good works through me. He makes you his masterpiece, and he fills you with a purposeful life by working through you. God filled my life with a purpose. Um, So now I don't have to chase feeling alive through grades or being selfish, but I can be alive when I'm loving my friends well or serving my family, giving up time and love for others. Just like the story of how the beast needed love to bring him back to life, when he was helpless and dead, we need Jesus' love to make us alive too, which is what Jesus came to do. Jesus said in John 10.10, the thief comes only to kill And steal and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to bring the dead to life. Um, So if you're sitting here right now and you're thinking, you know, I love Jesus. I know Jesus, but I don't really feel alive in Jesus. um, Then I would ask you to pray that you can see God. um, You can ask him to do good works through you. Uh, You'd pray that God would use you for his kingdom. And if you aren't a Christian, uh, I want you to think about where you are spiritually, if you're spiritually dead, if you think you're spiritually alive, um, and where do you get your life from? And ask yourself if it's really fulfilling, and if it's not, then I want you to ask, to ask Christ and pray to Christ to give you life. And in that, let's pray. God, thank you so much for student life and for the friends we get to be here with and do life with. and. We just get to have so much fun here. Thank you for giving up us your son, Jesus. Um, we know that Jesus is life. Help us believe it. Help us live it and see it. Um, we ask that you fill us with Jesus and use us to carry out your good works. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to head to small group.